For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But God demonstrates his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And if you confess your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. For it is by grace that we are saved through faith. It is not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. This is the word of God for the people of God. Bless you. You may be seated. Are you sure? Are you sure? A lot of different ways you can ask the same question, right? It's all in voice tone. Today we're setting foundations. Are you sure? Are you sure? So over the last several weeks, maybe months at this point, we've been talking about backpacks and emptying backpacks, trying and working to get rid of things and picking up boulders and setting them before the Lord and going, okay, what do I do with this? And kind of just, and, and not, and trusting that he is, he is going to give us direction on how to get rid of these things and how to set these things aside. Understanding that in our backpack still is our purpose, our gifts, our talents, a portrait of how God sees us, not today, but down the road. Praise God, right? <laughs> but he sees us down the road. Today is, is a setting of foundation in that knowing that you are a child of God. Because see, when we set that foundation, that's the cornerstone for him to build everything else upon. Since I've been here in the valley, when I talk to someone about this topic, I would ask, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Yes. Okay. Back where I'm from in Virginia, then there's a surety there. Here, if I follow it up with the question of, are you going to heaven? I don't know. Or, I hope so. Have you heard that? I hope so. So, for me, I kind of go, okay, if, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you understand what this cross is about and you know that that blood was shed for your sin and you accept Christ as Savior, then that, from what I understand from that book right there, means that you will step into heaven. But, there are some that understand and believe this. They believe that Jesus died for them. They understand that the blood was shed, that they were covered. 
But you ask them if they're going to go to heaven, it's like, ah, I don't know. I hope so. You know, I had a pretty bad day. And that makes my gears... And I, well, I, I don't... I understand it, but I don't. And that's what we're going to get into today. Are you sure? There are many things as a teenager that people would ask me right before I did it that question. Ian, are you sure? And it was a number of different things. Some things I never should have lived through. I'm not the only one, right? There's a BB, come on. I know there's been some things, right? There's got to be. But it's crazy things that I did as a kid that were like, are you sure? There's other things that I did that when I had the confidence to know that that's what I was supposed to do, I was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. I knew that I was supposed to go that direction. I knew that that's what I was supposed to do. I'll give you an example. Junior in high school. Sat down with my mom and dad one night. It's like, I'm not ready to be a senior. Now, you, you could imagine. They probably look at me and go, you're exactly right. You're not ready to be a senior. <laughs> you know? But I wasn't. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to step into that role. I wasn't sure where I was going. I needed time. And so my dad was, was very, very supportive, and so was my mom. But my dad told me, he said, if you're that sure about it, then you go sit in front of the school board and you talk to them and you tell them why. Okay. Let's do that. And I did. And I repeated my junior year. Best move I could have made. At that point in time, knowing me, hearing God to understand that that's what I needed to do, it gave me the confidence to step into that role, no matter what the cost. Sermon in a sentence. Your confidence in Jesus Christ sets a solid foundation. There are jobs that we've stepped into that we are unsure of. In our first day, we're rattled beyond who knows what. There's also things that we've stepped into, responsibilities that we've stepped into, that there's this sense that comes over us with a confidence of, I've got this. I know this is the direction I'm supposed to take. I know this is the decision I'm supposed to make. And I'm going to step into this no matter what. And I stand and I stand firm. No matter what comes at me, I know I'm supposed to be here. I know I'm supposed to be about this. Whatever it is. That is the confidence at points that Christians don't have. And so, therefore, their foundations erode. They are built on the sand, the Bible tells us. But when you set your foundation on the rock, on the chief cornerstone, then you're solid. You know that. was one of my most recent experiences with that was actually two years ago. Starting in September will be two years that I started here. Not the Methodist background by any means. 
but to step into meeting with the district superintendent, going to licensing school. Being in Columbus with 50 other people in licensing school and someone up front stands up and says, well, there's someone here with a Baptist seminary degree. I'm in the back row. I can see everybody else in front of me on the back of their heads and they're all like this. Just go ahead and step up from the back row. That's me. That would be me. But I knew that I was supposed to be there. And I knew that I was supposed to be here. And many of you know the story of how our family got here. And how I even got to this church. And so it's an understanding that there are experiences that I've had here in this church. That has given me the confidence to step into the role that God had for me. We need to be sure. We need to be sure. Today, more than ever, we need to be sure. Of all of the people that we're praying for that are with the school year that's starting, but, but we even talked about this last week, with the way business is getting done, with everything, the way the post office runs, the way you pump gas, the way you go to eat at restaurants, all of those different things. There's a confidence that as believers that we need to carry in the midst of all this that shows who he is. That shows who he is. Does it make it easy? No. It's not easy. And that's okay. If it was too easy, I'd worry if it's true. Right? But it's true. There is a confidence that we can have. You can have. How do you know? It's a lot of what I read. It's understanding that... Thanks to Adam and Eve, we're sinners. And we need saved from that sin. I sin. I do. I sin. I need to be forgiven. But Jesus came and he paid the penalty. He shed his blood as a sacrifice for your sin. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? And th these are just, this is foundation. Um, church, this is, I mean, as basic as it gets. There is grace that God has and His Holy Spirit draws us to Him every day. And there comes a point in time when we look ourselves in the mirror and you go, man, I thought it was all that in a bag of chips, but, you know, I'm not. I can't do this on my own. And so God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. To save us. Yes, from our sin. But from all the temptations that come at us. 1 Corinthians tells us that He will provide a way of escape. When things come against you and it's getting tough, and, it's, and, and the anxiousness is building, and you can feel yourself, you're about to blow... 
there is a way of escape through him. But we need to get this foundation set that we stand strong on this cornerstone that I'm a believer, I'm a child of God. And people even ask, Ian, where do you get that confidence? Here. The truth of Scripture. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is your, with your mouth that you confess and that you are saved. I believe this. I believe Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for my sin. I believe it. At times in my life, that's the only thing I felt like I had. That is my only lifeline. He has always been for me, and He's always been there for me. So with all of my experiences that I've had in this life with Him, I can tell you, I would not trust another person more than I trust Him. And that's the confidence that I have. Because you know what? I have confessed with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And this Bible gives me a promise that I will be saved. That I have surrendered my heart to Him. And that I will be saved. You see, there's nothing that I could do to earn this, right? Even Ephesians 2, 8, 9 tells me it's by grace that we're saved through faith, through trust. It's not of me. It's nothing that I've done. It's a gift of God. It's not works. It's not me doing something. And God designed it that way so that no one can take credit for it. So if there's nothing that I could do to earn it, right? Nothing that I can do to earn it. It's by grace. It's through faith. If there's nothing that I can do to earn it, then what could I do to lose it? God would have to break His promise to me. This part of Ephesians, as a matter of fact, the first two chapters is powerful when it comes to this topic that we're talking about here. Because Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus. And in his first two chapters, he's telling them who they are in Christ. When they have accepted Jesus Christ into their life, he's explaining it in two chapters. This is who you are. And in that, it talks about adoption. I would challenge you to go into Ephesians chapter 1 and 2 and write down how God sees you. Those are His promises. That's how He sees you. I'll give you a further example. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. And him, having heard and believed the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, you are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Sealed, stamped, marked, etched into the very soul of who you are, whose you are. Sealed. It's like a brand. 
pick up a pair of shoes, it's Nike, it's Under Armour, it's whatever. You're sealed, you're branded. That Holy Spirit is the one pledged, who pledged our inheritance. The Holy Spirit that lives within you is the pledge of your inheritance. Inheritance. That's interesting. Who gets inheritances? Sons and daughters. Your inheritance. The Holy Spirit is the pledge of your inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession are brought unto himself. That's who you are. So I've said in the past, when I walk into a building or a store or something, and, and I've said, I put my hand on the handle and I walk in, and man, you know what? The Ark of the Covenant has just entered this store. It's not because I'm great. It's simply because who lives in me? The promised Holy Spirit. The pledge of my inheritance. God himself. But that's who we are. He has, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 tells us that he, God, anointed us and he placed his seal upon us. Into our hearts as a pledge of what is to come. We have to settle the fact of who we are and whose we are. We have to. If not, then you live in a whirlwind. Because I don't know. Did I do enough today? Did I not do enough today? Is God keeping track? Is he not keeping track? You know what? Because I'm tired of keeping score. I can't keep up with all this. It just, it wears me out. I can't keep thinking. You know, I, I, you know and so what happens is, is that we default to what we used to be. Is these sinners that are just trying to make it on our own. And you know what? When I get up to the pearly gates and talk to, to St. Peter, maybe he's going to let me in. He's keeping record, I'm sure, or somebody is. But I can't keep up with all this. And what that does is it brings chaos to your heart. It brings confusion to your life. It brings doubt that pummels you. And it gets you distracted from your purpose. Because see, if I live in doubt, if I'm saved or if I'm not saved, am I a believer, am I, not, am I a child of God, am I not? Then you know what, I could empty that backpack all day long. And I could work on my portrait, and I could focus on my purpose, and I could hone my gifts, and I could build my talents. And then I go, I blew it today. Said something that I shouldn't have. Did something that I shouldn't have. Might as well go ahead and erase my whole portrait. Set my purpose off to the side because I don't even know if that's for me anymore. Do you see that destructive mentality? And there's that points where people go, how are you so driven? How do you know where you're going? How do you know these things? It's because this is settled for me. It's settled. I don't need to go back and revisit this. Do I mess up? Absolutely. 
I've got eight people that can testify to that. Do I ask for forgiveness? Absolutely. I've got eight people that will testify to that. But that's one of the things too. It's like my action in that one moment doesn't define everything that I am. My one action of laying my heart down before the Lord and accepting Him as my Savior and confessing that with my mouth does define who I am. That defines who I am. And it can define you too. How do I know what's coming for our church? I don't. He does. He happens to share it. But for us to do everything and to be, that's more it, church. It's more of us being who he's creating us to be. The doing will come. But as we allow our hearts to be shaped and molded into what he is doing and wanting to do in us, then our region, our territory, will see him like they've never seen him before. And it starts here. Having your heart solid, having your foundation set, knowing that Jesus died on the cross for your sin, admitting, I'm a sinner. Even we have people question, well, am I saved? You know what? Get it right. Make today the day. Put a stamp on it. Let him seal your heart. Be done with it. So when the doubts come, man, do I really know Jesus? Did I ever accept Christ? Da, 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 you know, and then the questions come because that's the enemy. Man, he's going to pick you apart. And you can go, nope. August 16th, 2020. In the middle of the pandemic, man, God saved my soul. I surrendered it all. Write it down. Make it yours. Own it. Have an anniversary. Nail it. And shut the mouth of the enemy and move on. Are you sure? Because you can be. You can be. There's no reason to live with doubt. Is that of God? No, it isn't. Confusion, is that of God? No. Own it. Be sure. The Bible promises, it, promises that to us. It promises. It can't break. It's ours. And the abundant life that Jesus talks about in John 10 is for you. And you nail this down, you be sure of where you're at, and you pursue Him and the life that He has for you. Which is abundant. Overflowing. That's who Jesus is. Because He gave it all for us. We celebrate it every Easter. If you haven't, make it personal. I'm going to pray for us. And then I'm going to ask Steve if he'd play. And I'm going to stand down front. And if you want to come and accept Christ as your personal Savior, then come on.